Signs of inadequate ventilation. If we've said it once, we've said it a million times. People that need to be ventilated with a bag valve mask are, for the most part, unconscious or minimally not alert. The vast majority of time, a person who, who is just having shortness of breath will not let you bag them. Try as you might. The context of this piece begins with assessing patient's level of consciousness. If the patient is alert, the patient probably does not need to be ventilated with a bag valve mask. Anything less than alert, verbally responsive, responsive to pain, or unresponsive, and the patient needs their airway evaluated by looking, listening, and feeling for breathing. After the airway has been determined to be clear, the medics must decide if the patient needs positive pressure ventilation. The simplest way is to assume that any patient who is not alert will need ventilation and stop when it's obviously unnecessary. The primary survey provides useful guidance for determining if ventilation is needed for an unconscious patient by assessing the rate, rhythm, and quality of breathing. Other clues are evaluating the unresponsive patient for abnormal work of breathing, abnormal breath sounds, decreased minute volume, chest wall pattern, or irregular respiratory pattern. Abnormal work of breathing. Even if the medics were unable to determine that the patient is experiencing respiratory distress from the rapid respiratory distress, they could find outward signs of respiratory distress which need no counting of respirations. Nasals flaring is often seen when the patient flexes their muscles in their nose to make their nostrils larger in an attempt to breathe in more air volume. An adult could be breathing more with their abdominal muscles than with their chest wall. Retractions are what is seen when the patient, primarily from bronchoconstriction, has to work extra hard to inhale. The added effort creates a vacuum that sucks the skin to the bones. Retraction can easily be seen in the chest and neck. Nearly every case where a patient requires ventilation will be met with a patient presenting with diaphoresis or profuse sweating. Abnormal breath sounds. Listening to breath sounds is a classic EMT skill. Auscultation of breath sounds can help medics determine the underlying cause of respiratory distress and provide appropriate treatment. Listening to breath sounds would be more useful if the patient was only experiencing shortness of breath than they would if medics were considering whether or not to ventilate the patient. Nonetheless, the sounds that they could expect to hear are strider, high-pitched sound coming out of the mouth primarily upon inspiration. This indicates trauma, infection, or burns to the oropharynx. Wheezing. Auscultation of lung fields revealing the sound of bronchoconstriction is caused by asthma, COPD, or anaphylaxis. Crackles. Auscultation of the lung fields revealing fluid in the lungs. Fluid in the lungs can be caused by pneumonia and congestive heart failure. Silent chest. Auscultation of the lung fields reveal no sounds despite evidence that the patient is breathing. This finding is associated with severe asthma attack being sustained by a patient who has survived multiple life-threatening asthma attacks in the past. Breath sounds are unequal. Auscultation of the lung fields reveal one lung is inflating and the other is not. This finding could indicate pulmonary contusion or pneumothorax from trauma. More likely, the finding is a lung infection, probably from pneumonia. Decreased minute volume. Sometimes it's hard for medics to rationalize ventilating a patient who is actually breathing. It seems counterintuitive to ventilate a patient who is breathing. However, consider the plight of a patient who's only breathing four times a minute. If the normal respiratory cycle moves 500 milliliters of air and the normal respiration is 12 breaths a minute, the patient should be moving about 6,000 milliliters of air per minute. These terms are typically expressed as, as respiratory volumes, 500 milliliters being tidal volume, the amount of air moved with each breath, and minute volume being the 6,000 milliliter or 500 milliliters times 12 breaths a minute, 
6,000 milliliters of air moving a minute is, is a normal amount, but what about the patient only breathing four times a minute? The patient is probably only moving 2,000 milliliters of air a minute with their respirations. Obviously, a patient who's only breathing four times a minute is not, gonna, is not going to be conscious, which is the first clue that the patient needed ventilation. Chest wall movement or damage. Medics are trained to look at the chest for certain injuries that would cause the patient to struggle with breathing. When these injuries are found, medics must immediately treat them. Flail chest. Discovered when the patient has paradoxical respiration, each side of the lung moving in op opposition to each other as a result of two or more ribs broken in two or more places. Penetrations. If a penetrating wound to the chest penetrates a lung, the negative pressure from normal respirations will pull air into the patient's chest, but not the lungs. This infusion of air into the chest will create a pocket of air that will eventually grow until it applies pressure on the unaffected side. Irregular respiratory pattern. The, irregular, the unresponsive patient may exhibit an irregular respiratory pattern based on a number of underlying causes. Head trauma, patients with injuries to their brainstem or pons may breathe regularly or irregularly, rapidly or very slowly depending upon the injury. Patients with increased intracranial pressure could, could decrease to two to three breaths per minute. Stroke. Stroke patients, primarily patients complaining or decompensating from a cerebrovascular bleeding, may also experience increased intracranial pressure that would result in a decrease in respiratory rate. Metabolic. Various metabolic conditions can result in aberrant respiratory rate or pattern. A condition that all medics should be aware of is Kuzmal's respirations. Kuzmal's respirations are very fast, like 40 breaths a minute. These patients breathe this way in order to blow off as much CO2 as possible in an attempt to regulate their pH. Toxic. Various toxins can affect respiratory rate and rhythm. This, be this best example is opiates. Opiates are analgesics, pain relievers derived from the opium plant. These drugs have a powerful effect on the central nervous system. An overdose of opiates typically results in decreased respiratory rate. Hyperventilation. For a variety of patient reasons, patients will hyperventilate. 